said the F swear and I didn't, that's because I'm an adult and I can curb my language. <laughs> no, he's very funny, Sam Carroll. Yay! Yay! People are going inside! Because they have to pee. But we're technically close to the bubble. by the second. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous now that I hear all the excitement <laughs> going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, gosh, you have so much going on here. Did You're you see those fan signs? Those are crazy. They're like, we love you, JW. We love you, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. I want to have your illegitimate abortions. What was that one about? Was that a one? I did, I think I missed that one. I that's a top. It's hard to see. We had so many um, <laughs> fans holding signs in the crowd that it's hard to catch them all. You know. Yeah. This is um. This is this is good. And now, so now your show, um, always free, mm-hmm. is now on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I remember your show was the first show that I saw, that was posted on Muni for the the radio show, and I remember thinking I got this like, this. Uh, like it's excitement just like it was overwhelmed with excitement i couldn't believe it i was because i feel like that's one of the first things you know when someone when you tell them that you're you know a podcast host like yourself oh you know and they try to look it up on apple Podcasts. oh yeah that is one of the first things people do and then i'm like no you have to go to this website that probably won't work on your phone (laughs) and (laughs) find this archive (laughs) like maybe the stream will be up i don't know but yeah it is kind of cool. Uh, shout out to David Stolowitz for doing that for me. I uh, <laughs> had little to do with it. He was just like, hey, I did this thing for you. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks, Dave. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's great. I got to meet him as well. So you just go <laughs> run into Apple Podcasts on your uh, on your phone. You put always free and it's there. Yeah, I think it's soon going to be on Spotify and uh, Stitcher or something. Stitcher. Yeah, I've never heard of it. But I might even not be pronouncing it right, but <laughs> that sounds right. I don't know. There was this other um, someone I was talking to in Louisiana, uh, and they were using something called Anchor FM, and that was, I guess, something where you could just record it on your phone, and it's on Spotify. Like, oh what? wow, huh. yeah, maybe too simple. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would sound very good on my old phone <laughs> if I <laughs> recorded stuff. So like, I know just listening to, like, my comedy on my phone, I'm like, yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I, like, throw it on Logic and make it yeah, tweak the sound. <laughs> yeah, so your show is on uh, Tuesdays at 4 o'clock. Yep. I was tuning in the other day, and I, I heard some of the spoken poetry that uh, you had a guest person that was doing some poetry. Yeah, William. Really it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening in, and I think... Uh, Someone, uh, Pancake had called in? Yeah, he did. He actually called in uh, just to see, because we were going to do a shoot, and he knew I was going to be at the station, so he called in the station to ask about the shoot. But it didn't happen because it was raining that day. We actually did it last last Tuesday instead, um, after my show, I went there, and we like filmed it around the corner. It's called Area Snitch, 
and it's 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 up on YouTube. We like shot it and edited it in one night, and then it took us twelve hours to upload it. It took longer to upload it onto YouTube than it did to shoot it. <laughs> oh wow! You know what? Is I had a uh, a similar experience. I'm listening in as well. You know when you're doing uh, shoots, when you're you're filming stuff, or you're doing a two hour podcast to to upload that. I remember I tried something called transfer. We transfer. I oh, tried yeah. that, and it was like a similar thing where it took so long. Um, there was this uh, live performance that I streamed on Halloween on um, Instagram Live, and I was actually shocked at how easy it was. I was able to convert it to YouTube, but I know we're you're you're an artist, you know. What I mean, it's just like, and then when you when you're doing all that, and it kind of that could be tedious, but you found yeah. a way to make it work, huh? Yeah. Um, what what I've been doing? Well, I, I we updated the Amadeus here, but. Um, to get away from all the weed transfers, I've just been using a, a flash drive and just putting the recordings from the Amadeus on the flash drive. That makes made it a little bit easier for me to do the file transfers. But yeah, this was like something that we filmed. Uh, this this sketch that we filmed, like you know, <laughs> like using different cameras and lighting and stuff. Uh, and that was like you know just kind of a different experience. But it's really funny. Uh, check it out, listeners, if you like. Um, Where can they find sketches. it? Is it YouTube? On YouTube, it's called Area Snitch. It's called Area Snitch, and uh, yeah, Pancake was in it. <laughs> Area Snitch. And Edna from Edna in a Bottle, she was amazing. And I actually met her. She's really great. Yeah. A lot of the uh, a lot of comics kind of collaborated. Uh, Warhol Kaufman wrote the script. Um, it's not coming up yet. There is a lot of snitches. There's a lot of snitches. <laughs> All right, scroll down a little bit. You know, it's it's new. It's freshly updated. So these are the there it is. Oh, yeah, there it is. That's right. Down. Oh, I did see this Area on Edna's snitch. story. This looks really fun. Episode eleven. Uh, it's called. We put episode eleven because we've been writing a uh, detective series. A lot of them uh, we did live readings here at Mutiny Radio. Um, uh, called Murder in Mid City, and this was like we. This sketch is actually like a part of a bigger part part of a bigger script but we took an excerpt from it and that's why it says episode 11 yeah <laughs> yeah i i don't know i We're just up to, what does it say 124 views wow that's I great can't see. 124 views wow and like one day <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty cool the um, music is fun in the background oh yeah <laughs> i actually know where this Good is evening. Too. About the incredible traffic accident that happened earlier today with Area Snitch, Jerome Manning. <laughs> that is such a great preview. This is awesome. It's like a trailer. It's like a newscaster. <laughs> it's better than the women taking, you know, the pill every day. You know what I'm saying? Where are you going, man? Now, uh, Jerome, can you tell me? What happened earlier today? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it. Uh, Lucky Earl up the block. He uh, stopped rocks from about 7.45 to 3 p.m. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, Wednesdays, uh, Mondays, and Fridays, he actually takes some classes at the community college because he's a crackhead, but he still wants to better himself, you know. Anyway, this morning at his late start uh, on account of uh, Todd from apartment 2C, it was uh, beating on his girl, you know what I mean? Uh, Cindy, the pretty one, not the girlfriend, because the girlfriend's actually sleeping with Pastor Dan. Uh, According to the Ultra Boys, anyway, uh, Pastor Dan was uh, uh, also already uh, in an affair with uh, Handsome Phil, and that's why he's already getting evicted from the 
church anyway, but uh, Handsome Phil was uh, the guy who stayed a year extra in the high school because his mom uh, took ill in a trip to Guatemala and is on her way to find her uh, long-lost uh, daughter, the runaway. Anyway, I see. <clears throat> Clarice, the uh, landlady, she's off her meds since Dennis from the... It's uh, uh, a lot of dialogue from here. The, yeah. Dennis uh, took her station wagon. Yeah, so this is this is this is really funny, and so you guys should check it out. It's on yeah. YouTube. Um, it's the area snitch. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's, it's so a newscaster uh, trying to get information about a traffic incident, <laughs> and they're talking to the area snitch that just tells it, people way too much about what's going on in the town. You know, like giving everyone secrets. Doesn't even mention the accident. Just kind of goes on and on about like. <laughs> Who's doing what and who's sleeping with who and who's in trouble and it's a uh, it's it's pretty funny uh, yeah. yeah and there's also some visual gags that like you know you can't really see on the um, yeah <laughs> listening Edna, to it Edna is so funny I know I encourage everyone to see how Edna like Edna's like faces that she makes as Jerome like really sell it <laughs> she has all these different identities I've seen her every time I've seen her she has her a different identity it's really cool yeah have you ever seen the show that she put together Edna in a Bottle yes it's, I saw it's it. really impressive Piano Fight I think I saw yeah it. yeah it's really impressive how like they um she's like the only reoccurring cast member but every month she would uh pull different people together and uh they would write sketches and perform them in one month. They would memorize all this. It's like really impressive to see just how quickly they pull things together. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I, I did see Edna in the bottle and a uh, pre pandemic. Gosh, it must've been earlier this year and it was hilarious. It was absolutely hysterical. I was sitting back and I was just laughing the whole time. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, s spoil it for anyone, but there's this one part where there's somebody dressed up as a, vagina <laughs> and well uh, every every episode's different so you wouldn't be spoiling it that was just like a live moment but i saw that one too is that the one pam was on yeah it was it was, so it, was it was really good it was so funny i was just gonna believe it i was just like what is that and i was like somebody dressed up as a vagina yeah, yeah that was a really good one I, i've had a uh, multiple friends beyond that um on Edna in a Bottle, it's kind of how I discovered it. Like first it was Warhol, then Pam, and then Davy Kirsch. She's so funny, and uh, I just kept going because I'm like, this is good. Like I, you know, I saw one, and I'm like, I want to keep going. And then she has a stand-up comic uh, perform the intermission, like 15 minutes in between. That's that's really cool too. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piano Fight's a great one. I wonder how they're doing over there. I wonder if they have any outdoor. I know the Tenderloin could be tough. I know. <laughs> There's not really much of a, a parklet area, and it's all on a hill, so. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I feel for them. There's a lot of good things happening there. <laughs> yeah, so shout I mean, out to Turtle, the best bartender at Piano Fight. Yeah, that's always a, f a fun time. Every time I've gone there, I saw Sunk play there um, earlier this year as well, and their actual one of their their song "Lightning" is my Candyman theme. Oh, and seeing that song, he really live, is the Candyman. He brought candy. <laughs> yeah, I got I got some lollipops. <laughs> I got some vegan blunts. Vegan blunts. <laughs> yeah, so I know that you've been doing the comedy for a while. I know you're a musician. You're just all around. I mean, you're yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us are around here, huh? Kind of just do it all. Yeah, creative people creating different things. You know, <laughs> like yeah. So you got the you got your ukulele. I mean, that was one thing I realized, like uh, when I before I dropped out of art school, because that's what you do when you go to <laughs> art school. 
<laughs> was that everybody's so multifaceted. Like when you're, when you're part of a creative community, there's so much range, you know, like someone who might be a good visual artist, you may never know, but like is a master guitar too, or like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's fascinating just uh, being part of creative communities in different ways. Um, I feel like it's kept me um, sane during COVID to still be a part of Mutiny Radio and still have, like, some kind of comedy community and musician community where we can, like, have these small outlets of, like, letting our creative juices flow, like, doing stuff here, doing stuff through Zoom, writing these scripts, <laughs> making these silly yeah. sketches. <laughs> yeah, I am so grateful for the station and and all the artists coming through here it's been an amazing year i've been doing the J with the jw omega shows omega way shows been going for about a year and 2020 we'll put it down as the amazing year <laughs> you know what there's a i don't know I, I i yeah there's i like to try to look at the bright side it, it is tough though you know i mean how many people fun employed out there fun employed <laughs> yeah. i know i was like i was I had an essential of an essential job. I'm like watching all my friends get all their fun unemployment, their fun employment. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I have to keep working? <laughs> so what do you, um, what do you, gosh, so you, you, you have a show here on Tuesdays, four to six. Yeah. You're a comedian. Mm -hmm. You're a songwriter. You're a podcast radio show host. And you have a job and as well. And I'm also a producer at our company called Tragedy Plus. <laughs> Tragedy Plus. Where we filmed a movie called Cinder 2. And uh, that's the sketch that we just listened to. That's part of our production company. And we have like little minis too. Yeah, I've been <laughs> I just have to keep myself busy doing stuff so that I don't uh, remember how sad I am. <laughs> I, I feel you there. I think most everyone could, could relate to that. It's just like you got to yeah. keep... I mean... I remember in the beginning of the the whole shutdown, was it March sixteenth? Yeah. I cleaned my place, I rearranged my place, did it one time, and then I was like, yeah, well, let's go sing around. So that I rearranged my place like five times in like <laughs> a month. I got yeah, it was just something needs to change. And then um, put this chair over there. I, I don't know about you or anyone else out there, but I got to a certain point where I mean, I, you're thinking that two weeks we'll be back to normal. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, and then it's like two months three months and then so um so what it was for me was i gotta do something i need to get out of town and so san luis obispo the first week of june reopened las vegas reopened in june and i was just like yeah you know i'm just gonna get away and i'm gonna run away from this whole thing and so i remember we went to go visit some friends in san luis obispo and i was hanging out at their place and I'm like hey we're gonna order some stuff for delivery i'm just like well, it kind of came down here so I could go out because I've been <laughs> locked down for two <laughs> months. So even though like things were open, people still weren't open to going out. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think things. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm sure I don't know from your I know experience. What you mean. Yeah, I have a similar experience too. Um, yeah, just like tr trying to do these socially distant, random, like, you know, comedy shows and mics that we're doing and everything's pretty closed here. And then I uh, got booked for a show in Sonora. Um, which is like two and a half hours east, you know, like near the Sierra Nevadas. 
and uh, <laughs> I made this joke that COVID doesn't exist there because we were allowed to be indoors and like hardly anyone was wearing a mask. And it was like, well, it's almost like not exactly what you were saying where you're like, people were still shut off. But like I went there and it was like the only place that was open in town and super packed. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> Corona must not exist in Sonora. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. especially in San Francisco, I, I went back out, you know, for Thanksgiving. I went to you know, see my dad and my mom and my brother. And I mean, like San Francisco's, we're just super tight. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like up on, you know, face mask covering and the whole thing that like you go outside of San Francisco, then people are like, what's what's the deal? You know, I've seen like Lake Merritt. I went out to Lake Merritt a couple months ago and people, you know, weren't as um, wearing their mask as, as, as often. Yeah, but, uh, it's across the bay. So Guerneville was up in Guerneville. Oh, I, I love Guerneville. Um, and that w that was nice. And then um, I went into this gas station. I had my mask on, and nobody worked there had a mask on. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is a different place. <laughs> I don't know. And that's just like an hour and a half north or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just like crossing the bay. Yeah, it is funny. There's all these different pockets of different ways people are like precautions people take <laughs> yeah I and mean, it's just night and day i you know in louisiana somebody i've been talking to in louisiana she called into the show a couple months ago and they've been able to go back kickboxing and doing all that since you know uh april they've been able to do that since april i'm just like and i'm so glad that i you know i'm connected with other people around i know you are as well to kind of see you know what it's like in other places mm -hmm. we're more locked down than anywhere else it seems like yeah well i'm glad they're able i noticed that there was just there's such a there was a mass depression that happened um because most people couldn't do the thing the hobbies and the activities that make them them you know like people couldn't go to the gym they couldn't play soccer they couldn't uh, you know um perform music with their friends they couldn't do live theater they couldn't do all of these things and i felt like there was this like this this feeling that came over like like that that's really it's relatable you know like we we all had this gloom over us of we can't do these things and it happened for months and like nobody got summer nobody got a spring nobody got a summer and then now it's like getting cold you know um that's depressing. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, so you know what is I think um so we're coming up here on four twenty. I know oh, you good. brought your um ukulele. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking uh we could play some cool jazz. Sweet. And then uh, we could hear a song by yours truly. Break. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I got it. So this is uh some Bay Area jazz. Nice. Yeah. Jazz. Cool jazz. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hope everyone out there is having a happy 420. I'm back here in the Mutiny Radio box here. And Merry 420, everyone. Yeah, with uh, Rachel Pinson. Josh Kahn, Pam just walked in. Got some cool jazz. A happy 420. And, um, yeah. Cool jazz and, just, and hot uke. You know, I realize it's Black Friday, too. Yeah, I uh, avoided <laughs> that it? by like never shopping retail or caring about <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so I know um, yeah, so we've got Rachel Pinson here, singer-songwriter, comedian, radio show host here. Always I say I'm a singer is a stretch, but I like it. Well, Bob Dylan's a singer. It is. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good it point. Is, it's African American Friday. Yeah, it's Black Friday. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Black American. <laughs> it's Indigenous Heritage Day. And what better way to celebrate Indigenous Heritage than trample everybody at Walmart so you can get that TV deal. <laughs> yeah, so I know you got the ukulele here. Well, that sounds peaceful. Yeah. yeah. She's going to go for it. Yeah. I'm just like seeing how it sounds, you know? Rachel Pinson. <laughs> <laughs> Live, MutinyRadio.fm. <laughs> this is a live ukulele you're hearing right now, San Francisco on the Mission. <laughs> the good thing about sound checks, or the trick about sound checks, is to make them sound like you're just playing a song. <laughs> Sounds peaceful. very very melodic and cool thanks <laughs> that's I why like, like does this sound okay song yeah i don't know about you uh and anyone else out there my first favorite movie was wizard of oz oh yeah there was something oh yeah i was talking about how your nails match your eyes and i was just thinking <laughs> can you even dye my eyes to match my gown <laughs> i almost said that but yeah i was obsessed with wizard of oz when i was a child for sure yeah, and so <laughs> somebody had um, covered, well, I can't think of his name right now, covered that somewhere over the um, rainbow. Yeah, the Hawaiian dude. Um, the name is escaping me. Yeah, he as well. Yeah, he passed away. He did. Yeah, that, uh, was, a, that was a great rendition. It's, I'm going to think of it, um, you know, 20 minutes later when it's out of context, and I'll just shout it out. So, if you're <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't know somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> Yeah, but I, that's the one people ask me the most, and I think that's why I haven't learned it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, he just does it so good. I'm like, why would I? You know? I think I know the chords, but it's a, it's um, I I don't yeah. At one point, I knew how to play ukulele. So how, when did you pick it up? I picked it up about ten years ago. Oh, wow. I'd say. Um, I wish that I sounded like I was playing that long. Well, okay, so I got that my first. Great. I f got yeah. my first guitar when I was nine. And I was really excited about it, but then um, I lived in Ohio, and there was a big ice storm that happened, and our house got covered in trees, and we had to abandon it, and then someone stole it. <laughs> and I didn't get to continue the lessons because it was like hard times, from hardships for my family. You know, it was like buying a new guitar couldn't be priority. And then I didn't really pick it back up until I was about eighteen. So I, you know, started playing guitar, and I, I went to art school, 
and um you know around 19 and then i met a, um a bunch of different artists and musicians and we <laughs> would get together in this apartment we called it the parking lot family and that's when i started picking up the ukulele i'm like oh this is easier you know for me to like learn and then like uh I did a lot of like being on the road um, and traveling and stuff, and it was easier just to have a ukulele than it was to carry a guitar everywhere. But I did find a guitar on the side of the road, so while for a while I had both, I still have that guitar actually. That and is... then uh, yeah, and then I you know try to take some music theory classes and continue my studies, but you know <laughs> this is what we got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like years. I was saying, I I started. You know, I would. I had a banjo. I still do. I haven't. Uh, thanks, David Brown. <laughs> but I had a banjo for a while, and I was playing that as well. And I noticed, like, uh, I wasn't like good enough to really be like, oh, I'm a musician and this sounds good, but I can make people laugh really easily, like by like doing a cover of "Give Me That Nut" by Easy E. You know, <laughs> like that was one of my top hits. And like, I wrote these songs that were like simple melody but like my love for you only hurts when i pee and that kind of thing so i was able to get people to laugh better than i could get them to dance and then at one point i just started doing comedy without the music <laughs> just, uh, i feel like it, it's so many you know you find it you know every comedian you know comes through here they have a a, a different story of how they got there you know it's yeah. it's pretty cool i feel like you know coming from the musical side as well because i was always a music person i like to think i think i'm i like i don't know i i think uh, i don't know my problem okay this is what it well, is you, for me. you're you were making me laugh with your improv la uh, last time you were on my show <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah the, the stoner club the white christmas stoner club remix <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the uh so so what it is for me and what i i think what it is and i don't know for me at least when i'm being serious people think that i'm joking and when i'm joking people think that i'm serious i know that so feeling. it becomes this thing where i don't know people i went through this uh it's funny you should mention it because i went through this thing for a really long time my sarcasm would come off as naivety like people would just think that i didn't know what i was talking about. so they would correct me i'd say something sarcastic and someone would think that like no it's actually blah, blah, blah. and i was like yeah I, kn I know i was being sarcastic like and then uh, now I notice if, if, if someone introduces me and they're like, she does comedy, I'm getting the opposite where I'm saying something sincere and people are like, you're just making fun of me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> I'm not. I really think it's cool, you know, like, so now it's the opposite. It used to be that people didn't know I was joking and now they think I'm joking when I'm not. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's a, that's interesting. I, I, I feel like I, I'm, I got to try out that joke workshop because that's the only way. I mean, I know. Yeah, do you remember try. the first time that you went up without an instrument and you just tried to do a stand up? Yeah, stand -up. it was here. It was at the joke workshop. Wow. <laughs> uh, That's like on Mondays, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't really come with the intention of telling jokes. I just wanted to check it out because at work, I, I knew about Diamond Dave's radio show and we listened to it and it was like, this is like really hard to listen to. So, sorry, Dave. But like maybe it was that particular show, but everyone's like, oh. But then we saw they had comedy and it was like slightly easier to listen to. <laughs> and I was just like, remember, the only person that uh, really made everyone laugh was this chick talking about how language is political, you know, human person. I, you may, maybe you've heard of her, Pam Benjamin. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, well, oh, this girl's funny, you know, and I didn't realize. And then I came here. I realized, oh, it's like really just people working stuff out. So um, 
so I just came to like check it out one day and um after a while someone was like oh you've never done it well this is the perfect place just write your name down like whatever and uh I I had three premises I guess I would say no and then I just kept doing I'm like I want to come back I want to do that better I want to do that more and then I just just progressed from there um I was talking about um playing the ukulele on the road like I years uh, I travel and go to rainbow gatherings and um, <laughs> have the houseless home free life. <laughs> and I want to share a song that I learned through that. It, it's not an original, uh, it's, it's technically a folk song because it's like, it was written by this train hopper and uh, given to this other train hopper. And then I learned it, you know, so we can all like play it together. But, uh, I think it's a really good one. Um, so before I get into my, the comedy songs that'll get people to tune out, <laughs> um, let me see if I can remember this one. <laughs> Um. Live BB Radio. <laughs> oh, crow, oh, crow, won't you bring me some more from the bottom of that bottle as I stumble to the floor? Much too much is never enough. If I wake up in the hospital, please come and say hello. From the bottom of the barrel to my rusty fingers I'm the one your mother wished his boy would never meet You may see my life can be quite the struggle But I dare any one of you to try to live for free for free. Oh crow, oh crow, won't you bring me some more From the bottom of that bottle as I stumble to the store much too much is never enough if i wake up in jail won't you come and say hello from the bottom of the barrel to my rusty fingers i'm the one your mother wished his boy would never meet you may see my life can't be quite the struggle but i dare any one of you to try to live for free (laughs) all right here's that one Good old, old crow. Good old crow. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, they're bringing their signs back out. Yeah. <laughs> it's as real as it gets right here. Future <laughs> audience in 21st in Florida in the Mission District. They're just going crazy. That's a, that is a really great, that's an awesome rendition. It sounded completely, yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of what it is. You, you know, with that Dave Brubeck too, even like when you're writing stuff, like, whoever wrote that was probably inspired by this other song. Oh yeah, totally. And I don't know. I mean like you make, you make it your own style, you make your own rendition and people don't even recognize it. I, (laughs) well, I mean that wasn't ever a famous song either. I don't think like it could have been, but, uh, to my understanding, like some random guy wrote that and just kind of spread it around, you know, playing. I mean, I could be wrong. I just know that some random person taught me that a long time ago, and it's a you know it's a it's a street song. I spent a lot of time playing music on the street in random places. I'd be you know like uh, mostly random covers. <laughs> yeah. But. Did you ever? Um, I mean, because you you travel all around, but did you ever like come across any open mics 
I wasn't really privy to that, man. Like, I, uh, I now when I travel, I realize that that's a thing. But usually I'm, like, in a group, like a pack of hippies, like a road dog pack. <laughs> and we're all, like, awesome. everyone has different goals. And we stop somewhere and everyone's got to do different things. So it's hard to, like, I haven't really been on my own schedule. But recently I've been traveling and do open mic comedy. Uh, not really recently because of COVID. But last summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess not last summer because that didn't happen. But the summer before that, I realized, oh, I could go do these open mics in all these towns and like meet people and make connections. And I even got like a place to stay once, um, like in Minneapolis for like doing a comedy set. And the bartender was like, oh, that was great. And then so I, I didn't have anywhere to go. And I was like, oh, I'll come back here. It was cool. You know, so I realized I'm like, this is just something I have in my back pocket all along. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I I. I noticed it was really, you know, fun going out and playing on the street and, you know, maybe open mics or playing on the street especially. Um, But there was this one time that I was on the street and I was playing a rendition of my take on um, Etta James's uh, Ad Last. Um, And I was doing a rendition of that and somebody came up to me after I performed the song and they asked me, is that an original? <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, like, that's at a James. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, well, yeah, it's like what you said earlier. You could take something and make it sound, like, completely your own, even if it's just, you know. In a way, it's like, you know, like, going to art school, they you got to copy the masters, they say, right? So you paint these paintings that already exist to learn techniques and like similar with music like you know you learn these techniques through people that know more than you and then hopefully you'll develop your own sound through it you know yeah (laughs) that's really fun (laughs) yeah so the uh remember that too i remember thinking at one point of you know being a singer songwriter uh thinking like oh yeah i want to do something that's just like original and just me and nothing else will sound like it and it's just gonna be me and then no matter what you do, it's like, oh, well, that sounds like this. Well, you got to like make that. up your own instrument at that point yeah. <laughs> and find your own scale. And <laughs> yeah, so, and then it's like. Create so, a language that doesn't exist. And then maybe you'll make music that doesn't sound similar to anything else. Yeah, but then I notice is that if I try to play a song, then I don't play it like they play it. I play it differently. Oh, yeah. So then it just becomes a whole different song. Yeah, I definitely have a couple like covers that I do that are like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember uh, being at a campfire, <laughs> just walking up in the middle of the night and just playing a, a, a my rendition of a, a Modest Mouse song and someone being like, I like that better than the original. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Don't say that. <laughs> Don't get my head all big. <laughs> but I just thought that was sweet. Like, like somebody recognized the song, but like, yeah, there's just, and I'm sure it was a lot to do with the moment. It was the middle of the night. It was just like someone co- coming out with a ukulele. They were like playing this song that this pr- pr- person I hadn't heard in a long time or something. But like here, I'm selling myself short. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> that was probably the, one of the most flattering things though, to be, uh, covering some rock star <laughs> yeah. you know it's a big rock star and then them asking if it's an original it was like <laughs> that movie that i never saw yeah. <laughs> it wasn't th- i never saw that movie i was gonna actually go and see that when it came out the beatles um you know that movie this guy that trailer for it he um he plays beatles 
songs and then nobody else recognizes it and like oh wow he's like <laughs> yeah so i saw the trailer for that it looks so funny yeah yeah that's a really funny concept <laughs> oh i was gonna say something but the 420 thing um <laughs> 420 oh yes uh yeah just talk on the subject of like hearing sometimes you can hear a song and you hear somebody make a cover over it and you hear it way differently like i i remember like I, I was not really a big blondie fan but i remember being um in the pearl street mall in uh, boulder colorado and there's these two guys and they were harmonizing on their guitar and they were playing this beautiful melody and when they started singing i realized that they were singing heart of glass but it sounded completely different you know it just sounded like their own thing and i was like like hearing the song again for like you know the first time almost and being like oh this is really you know it was it was just beautiful how people can like do that um yeah there's a this funny um there was this artist uh that came through a couple months back and they wrote this song never in tune <laughs> uh and i remember thinking i was like is that song about me? <laughs> so I'm just like, I feel like for me, just if it's just you and one instrument, like it's in tune, like it's in, in tune, but maybe not exactly in tune. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that kind of, I don't know, it could sound differently because it's tuned differently. Maybe you know? they wrote that song because their instrument had a hard time staying in tune. So they're like, well, it'll always, <laughs> like if I play this song, it won't matter. If it's slightly out of tune, that's just the way it's supposed to sound. Like that's the way my banjo is. Is like I I need to get it fixed, but I play it and like halfway through a song, it's, it needs tuned again. So yeah, I'm it's like, really fun. Well, it's I'm playing it very much. It's fun when somebody when you when you write a song and you actually get to meet the artist themselves. You hear the song, and you get to hear what inspired them to to write it. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's like you hear something, and it's it's so cool to actually be in the booth with someone that you know in that creative process has written something. And, um, I mean, it's open, it's art. It's like open for interpretation. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. I, I've, I've been mentioning this a lot just because I think it's a, it's a good compare. It's a good thing. Well, it's a song that everyone knows, but you know, maybe it isn't like Led Zeppelin or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's, a this, this songwriter was a Daniel Powder. Did I tell you this about this guy? I'm not sure. So he had this hit single, and I'm sure you know it. It's uh, called Had a Bad Day. Okay. So, <laughs> but the song is happy. Yeah. So it was, it was, in, it's interesting because when you hear it, you feel happy. Yeah. But the song's about a bad day. For the longest time when I was uh, doing songs on the ukulele, I specifically wanted to cover the saddest songs because the ukulele, like, you, you know, you're, it like sounds like a happy instrument, you know, it just does. So I would like try to find songs that I thought were like, like, like meaningful and kind of sad. And then I'll play them on the ukulele and it's like this weird, like, <laughs> like mix of emotions. Cause it's like, well, the, the song's happy, but the lyrics are sad. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, uh, doing, like, Coco Rosie and just, like, I don't know, sad things. <laughs> yeah, I just can't imagine on the ukulele somebody, like, just derogatory, like, like song, like, over lyrics over the top of a ukulele. Oh, yeah, well, like you hard... haven't heard my, uh, some... <laughs> Do you want to hear some derogatory? <laughs> yeah. Is it ukulele? Yeah, it Yes, is. badass. Uh, well, it was originally on Banjo. This is actually Josh Kahn's favorite song. 
Um, <laughs> got Josh Kahn in the studio and Pam. What? Yeah, he was like, uh, <laughs> don't give it away. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's right. Techno video to this song. <laughs> That's fun. All right, let it, me play it first. Yeah, it's. I think it needs the, like the Toki Wartooth treatment. Okay, yeah, well, so we got a derogatory yes, ukulele. The, song. A, derogatory. a lot of my songs I play on the ukulele are either derogatory or sad, for sure. Um, <laughs> just because, like, like I said, I like to balance it out. You know, everyone expects to see here somewhere over the rainbow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay to be a whore because that's what antibiotics are for and if you already have HIV then you don't have to worry about getting it from me Sex is the gift that keeps your species living and herpes is the gift that the yearly giving so come here baby you and me and let's start that orgy under the tree you don't have to worry about having a baby by me cause the chlamydia done rotted my ovaries and by the end of the week I know you won't forget about me cause my love for you will hurt every time that you pee That's what Planned Parenthood is for And if you already have HPV You don't have to worry Just a carrier for me <laughs> Anyway, derogatory So funny <laughs> Oh, delayed reaction from the audience like, They had to let it set Very suspenseful <laughs> But yeah, that's the kind of shit I play like That's so fun so, I mean, and that one's an original. I wrote the music. I wrote the lyrics. It was inspired by <coughs> true events. I, don't, I feel like <laughs> I feel like well, what's fun about that is just ukulele is just such a happy instrument. No yeah. matter what somebody's saying, it's still happy. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, I, it's like the confusion of the like oh melody. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> And that's what, another thing about like doing something vulgar like gave me that nut right it's like people aren't expecting it especially like when i was doing it on a banjo or like you know just like the, yeah you know. the element of surprise yeah <laughs> yeah anyway that was an original <laughs> yeah that was that was really really funny it was really funny, even though it's a serious topic. It's, a, out serious there. it's a serious topic. Well, I mean, I feel like that's what I do a lot with my comedy is I take really serious concepts and make them humorous, you know? Like, I feel like it's important to do that, especially if you want to get somebody to listen to a different type of perspective without them shutting their mind off. Like, oh, okay, when you put it like that, it's like humorous. Um, I don't know. Should I play another song? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, we got um, Rachel Pinson here, MutiRadio.fm, singer, songwriter, podcast. I'm just getting really quick and sing my song really quick. I just wrote it. It goes like this: I play ukulele, and then I puke on Haley. That's it. That's all I got. So hey, that is Haley, actually Clyde. That is the name of Clyde Always uh, Ukulele. Did you know that? What? Oh wow. Um, Clyde Always has a. Uh, 
ukulele? ukulele that he named. The pukulele? Oh, pukulele. Okay, never mind. Maybe it was different. Then. Oh, not Haley? Haley. Uh, that's what I thought you said, Haley. He did say Haley. I you did, did say Haley. Yeah, yeah. Pukulele. Haley. Haley. Pukulele. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, you're, you you just now uh, started writing songs for Clyde Always. That's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, he's got that open mic uh, <laughs> the Bose Triangle. It's hard to be everywhere. I like to be everywhere at once. Uh, yeah, I want to go to the, 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 the... When does he do that? It's actually tonight. I never catch it. <laughs> yeah. I oh, that makes sense, because International Cafe was always Fridays. Yeah. Well, maybe next week if it's not cold. That was a little jam. <laughs> I think... I say I ran into you there. Maybe someday. You ran into me in the future. That's what it was. It'll be like deja vu when it happens again. <laughs> God, jerk out of the water, I know you can carry on. Shrugged off, short-sighted, false excitement, and oh, what did I say? Have one, have 21, one more, and no, it does not City slickers who are wanting me dead. Good times are killing me. Good times are killing me. Good times are killing me. Fed up with all that LSD. Need more sleep and cocoa meth than audience <laughs> it was really fun the little imp improvising there on the guitar with josh Kahn. yeah that was nice that was uh that was a great see that's what i was saying melodic. like you know like sad songs on the ukulele yeah <laughs> i really liked it that was good thanks yeah 
Thanks for the improvisation, Josh. Yeah. I'm always down to jam, especially if you want someone who's not as good at you but can kind of keep rhythm and doesn't ever want to take the lead. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> you just play one chord. What? Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. I just want to be in you the background. It was really interesting. There was somebody I met. He was here for the open mic a couple weeks ago, and he had a ukulele. And I was outside. I played a tiki desk concert back for my last half of the show, and he had this ukulele. So, so what was cool about it? So. He was holding down the rhythm with a ukulele, so then I was actually able to be a lead guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're kind of doing it both, it's like... See, that's yeah. the kind of gig I'm looking for, man. <laughs> that was like, that's where my abilities are. <laughs> I was telling uh, Rachel earlier, I I'd done a Etta James cover and somebody on the street and someone came up to me and asked me if it was an original. And so when I was out in front this time and I played that Tamale Lady song, <laughs> um... Somebody, this guy asked me if it was original. I actually said it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's funny. It was. That's what's funny is like, I'll do these covers and then someone will be like, do you want to hear an original? And I'll be like, okay. And then they're like, whoa, <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> I'm like, I'll go back to doing this. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, I've, I've done that um, My Love For You Only Hurts When I Pee or Who Wants To Go Haves In On A Bastard. I'm never really sure what to call it. But I've done that like as a poem at the poetry circle on the sixth train I was mentioning earlier. And then afterwards, some guy was like, that was great. And I would shake your hand, but I just heard everything you said. <laughs> I was like, good, don't touch me then. <laughs> but the, the gross song. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is, um, I feel like, that is definitely a hybrid. Like it feels like comedy, and you got the ukulele. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's a good spot to be. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? Are you thinking one more song? Oh yeah, I could do one more song. Yeah, I'm and no, so we're gonna find. So uh, we got Rachel Pinson here. Just got a show on uh, Tuesdays at four o'clock. The always free. <laughs> Always free. Yeah, it's like based off of an old, um, there's an old hippie zine centered around Rainbow Gatherings they used to put together. So it's kind of like a continuation of that and also trying to archive the old stuff and bring in new art and new uh, messages and poetry and music. and Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Poor boy Tway's rhythm out his Kalamazoo. 
Well, it goes to a dancing doubles on kazoo. Down on the corner, out here in Beanie Radio, <laughs> me and Josh got our plan to bring a nickel donate to Urban Mo. That was unfreaking believable. John Thanks. Forgety is one of my number one, um, number one influence on vocals. I gotta say, real quick, like the other day when it was raining, I was like, "Shut up, John Fogarty! Anybody can look outside and see the weather. Why are you so concerned? Like ever? Like ever in my life he... have I seen bad weather? Like one time? Once when I was like six? I was on a road trip and there was rain. I recall that. So I guess have I ever seen the? Yes, yes. At one point, at yeah. one point, I, hear I saw the hurricanes blowing, man. He yeah. can hear lightning. Yeah, he's uh, so funny. So um, there's a song that I actually wrote, making fun actually of uh, Forty. Well, in a funful way, because he says, you know, have you ever seen the rain? And so I made this rendition of it, where instead of just have you seen the rain. I say, I ask, have you seen the rain? And then I say that it's California champagne. <laughs> Writing Creedence songs is really easy because you just state things that are really simple. That's why I know? started doing CCR on the, on the ukulele because it's similar to the uh, <laughs> to their chords too. It's like, oh yeah, I can do those three or four chords. I mean, chords. like the, the content of their songs <laughs> is like, hey, the river is rising. Hey, the jungle is deep. Like, hey, the moon is bad. Hey, hey, the bums on the corner playing music want money. Hey, it's just stating, <laughs> it's just like the guy, and he's such a genius songwriter because he just like sat on his front porch, looked around at the things he saw, he and sells made it. like fucking quintuple platinum albums out of the he shit. He sells it with his vocals. And then people yeah. like turn, Tina Turner want to cover his shit. It's good. I think, I, 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 John Forty is my favorite vocalist. And that's pretty bold. But uh, yeah, he's a Bay Area native too from El Cerrito. Yeah, so I thought he was born on the value. Is everything he's saying a lie? Yeah, so we're um, winding down to the end of the show, um, but I'm thinking that maybe we could have like a jam sesh. Here, I'll play something that Rachel can um, solo to. Ah. Right. Yeah, so we got um, um got a jazz artist going to be coming through next week. Nice. Excited about that. We're doing a tiki desk on December 13th. Everything's socially distant. We'll be streaming that. <laughs> I want to check it out. And then you have your show on Tuesdays, 4 o'clock. Um, Here at Muni Radio. 
right here at Muni Radio. And so I think um, I think we're going to have a jam session. We're just going to go for it. We've got Josh Kahn, Rachel Pinson. And Is it December 16th, the Tiki Desk? December 13th, actually. 13th. I was like, that's a Wednesday. Okay, that makes sense. All Sundays. Right. I'm doing it on Sundays. I want to make it one of these days. This is because you like John Fogarty so much. Okay? Yeah. One more I, John Fogarty song is okay? Oh, do it, yeah. And then I, I might jump on the keys for fun. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pretend like I can keep up with Josh's No, just play, do you play some, just play whatever you want. Just Whatever in the seat. I want. You can't even play wrong notes. That's true, I guess. But again, I lay in the window.
Thanks, Josh Conn, for actually Blunt. adding musical talent to J. this show. Blunt, <laughs> just like having fun. You know, yeah, me too. So That's I'm thinking we got fun. we got three musicians in the house. I was gonna play um, this Stoner White Christmas remix. No, yeah. no, on the piano, so you could play the guitar. Oh, did you set it up? Yeah, set it up. So I just blasted these stage mics. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Play it. All right, yeah. sweet. You're, you're about to tune in and hear J.W. Blunt's uh, some sort of pot and delinquented up version of a Christmas song. He's sitting down at the piano. White Christmas Stoner Club. White Christmas, White Stoner, Christmas Stoner, Stoner Club remix. It's a Muni Radio edition here. We got Josh Kahn and Rachel Pinson here as well. And Josh so. Neuer, Mark Neuer from 50 Yards, I think is what Pam said outside. I'm Dreaming of having a dad <laughs> Just like the ones I used to do <laughs> At Cozy Static Club Cozy Static Club Cozy Static Club I'm Dreaming of having a plant-based meal <laughs> Just like the ones I used to eat <laughs> At Cozy Stoner Club Cozy Stoner Club Cozy Stoner Club Cozy Stoner Club I'm dreaming of a vegan snickerdoodle <laughs> with flax eggs and vegan butter. At Cozy Stoner Club, Cozy Stoner Club, Cozy Stoner Club. I just want you here tonight Holding me oh so tight, uh-huh What more can I do? <laughs> All I want from Navidad Is you <laughs> <laughs> and a truffle. All I want for Navi Dad is you and a truffle. <laughs> I just want you for my own. More than you have ever known. Make my wish come true. All I want from MutinyRadio.fm 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 <laughs> Is you And a truffle <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to hear some Josh Kahn do some lead guitar I'm totally just oh, freestyling no, no. here I put it down I love Mariah Carey. Can I come to your house for Christmas? 
I feel like it'd be fun to make a rendition of that. Just, uh, yeah. They love it. Yeah, the virtual the audience. people have spoken. Christmas from now on is going to be, we have a new theme for Christmas. Move over, Irving Berlin. I'm dreaming of a Christmas. white rhino Christmas. White yeah. rhino Christmas. Yeah, all the strains I used to know. I'm dreaming of a white widow Christmas. I'm dreaming <laughs> of having a dab. <laughs> <laughs> At Cozy Stone Dabs Club. would be nice. Uh, I don't we know. We will take dab donations here at Mutiny Radio. Oh, yeah. I'm need more All donations welcome. Do you want a free... Okay, so I know that Josh Kahn can really freaking rip the guitar. And I got this Eric Clapton thing. I know you guys have probably heard it before, but I know that Josh could rip on the guitar, so I think that he could do some lead guitar over okay. the top. Well, that's the beauty of doing music is that people want to hear it over and over again. Yeah. They're not like, oh, we've oh, heard that a, joke it's already. A <laughs> it's a real Eric Clapton song or it's a, it's a spoof? It's a spoof. Good, yeah. Yeah, it's a spoof. So. Eric spoof. Yeah, so Eric maybe I'll, I'll do that. I know that pe- some people probably heard it. It's my um, Eric Clapton, Carly Jepsen uh, parody. Do it. Yeah.
Since that, and not once has he ever spent a single dollar on cocaine from his his 91 unplugged special until now. Can I use my wads of hundreds to mop up your tears from heaven? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, he's like, Oh, I'm so sad about that. That was very unfortunate, which just goes to show that if you are a good enough guitar player, it's like you can fuck George Harrison's wife, you can let your kid fall out of a balcony, but you're still a really good guy. Like, you're still God. Right, you remember when they used to, well, you don't remember, but like, you know, history books, they used to spray paint Clapton is God, and it's like, yeah, like God sacrificed his only child for our sins, and Clapton's God, he sacrificed his only child for his coke party on balcony. <laughs> so that's a new bit I'm working on that I don't know how successful it's going to be, but I'm going to keep... In a room keep, full, a mixed mic full of musicians, really successful. I'll keep doing it until I get canceled. That's the goal here. Um, again. 
again. If I can get canceled like two or three times a week. Co- the cops called during multiple of your sets isn't good enough. You want the full cancellation. Listen, I've had more cops show up while I was doing comedy. Only for me. Like, there's like 20 <laughs> people on a show. It's like, oh, it's Josh's set. I didn't hear the cops. We every heard your time. Antifa jokes. Every time. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, when I say fuck the, you say police. Fuck the, police. fuck the. Police. And then they Don't roll up, and it's like, oh, I mean, uh, blue lives matter. <laughs> I remember seeing Ooh, pictures of that. Room, I room. saw pictures of that. It was freaking hilarious watching you get busted by the cops. Yeah, if you really try to find, <laughs> it's hilarious. if you really try hard to find me on the internet, you will see videos of either the cops rolling on me while I'm in the middle of comedy or me yelling at them. Josh Kahn is the new Lenny Bruce. He has an FBI file that just has his oh, comedy dude. in it. I have an FBI file, but it's for all the drugs that I sell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's for the weird donkey porn that I look at. I mean, those donkeys were of age. Uh, I mean, if you want to come to our Antifa party, we meet. <laughs> yeah, I have. A, yeah, I run an Antifa cell Sunday. meeting. It's every other. Uh, it's it's every second and fourth Tuesday. Um, the address is. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get in the password. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, we're, but we're here to MAGA, M-A-G-A, make Antifa great again. That's what that stands for. Yeah, yeah the cops don't like that joke for whatever reason, for whatever fascist reason. Uh, I've told my, uh, like I'm tired of people telling me to fuck the police because that's how you make more right, police yeah, jokes. Your signature joke. In front of uh, someone who was like, oh, what's wrong with the cops? And I was like, I realized that this person in the room open mic was a cop. I'm like, look, dude, it's not going to work out. Look, man, we don't, and, you don't have the frame of reference and for he the was conversation like, <laughs> that I want to scream on your face right now. He was like, uh, oh, you're not going to bring a snitch to the dinner table. Like, what do you mean? Are you like, you sell drugs? And I was like, no, but I'm going to buy some. Do you have any? You like, do you have any drugs for me, you know? officer? And then I was like, hey, this officer right here is selling everybody drugs. Yep, see? <laughs> you know who's the only snitch at my dinner table? The turkey, because he's the only one that has stitches, yo. <laughs> that was a good time boom, with the music. He's <laughs> the only boom, one that stitches, boom, yo. Boom, 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 yo. <laughs> that was good. That was a good joke. Cut up turkey. JW Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special comedic. <laughs> <laughs> It's confusing when you do that last song and you say the radio station phone number because you like say all the, it sounds like a 20 digit phone number. Like I'm picking up the phone to dial and I'm like, okay, I dial 415, 415. Oh, that's strange, okay, well. That's 550? Whoa, whoa, we're going way over the numbers now. Another 550? Oh my God, we're going, and now 0551, okay, I got it. Now 055, all right, so this it. is like a 20-digit phone number. JW, what have you done to me? So the 415 part, I just, I felt like I needed to say it twice for people to get it. No, it actually is a really good tool. JW is speaking from outside in the door frame. That's like, where's that voice coming from? Oh, wow. That's, Call us, maybe. That, that's Pam that sounds like a rapper. Pam Benji, the rapper. Feels like it could be a workout video. That's right, no one's gone. What if we just do this song until someone calls? I'm standing by the phone callers. If you want us to stop routing off this are going to just sing the number until you're sick of it. Here we go. 
Oh, it's over. Oh, uh, uh, now they oh, drop no, the no, beat. No, no, no. Why don't you drop the beat? Turn my headphones up. Am I allowed to watch get? Chappelle on CBS All Access? What do you, here's a street joke. What do you get when you mix uh, dubstep with ska? What? First, you drop the bass. Then you pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick yes, it up. Yes, yes. I know all like the musotypical jokes from just having been on the road a long time. Oh, yeah, totally. How do you I'll turn a girl you. into a dolphin? How? You try to stick your butt, your dick up her butt, and she goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That. Street Th- jokes. Thank street God that you're jokes, telling that. Jokes. How do you, uh. <laughs> what do you call a musician with no girlfriend? Homeless. Homeless. <laughs> How do you get the drummer off your front porch? How? Pay him for the pizza. Yeah. What do you throw a drowning bass player? What? His amp. <laughs> what? What do you call the person that hangs out with the band? What? The bassist. Yeah. How many how many lead guitar players does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? At least eleven. One screws in the light bulb, the other ten sit at the bar and go, I could have done that better. <laughs> how many bass players does it take to screw in a light bulb? How nobody many? nobody fucking cares. <laughs> nobody cares. How many lead singers does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Just one. They stand there with their hand above them and the world rotates around them. <laughs> Music jokes. Music jokes. Yo. Music jokes. So there's a guy. There's a guy. He just gets a bass for his birthday. And he's been practicing for a week and practicing. His, his dad's been paying for music lessons. And he's like, hey, are, are you going to go to practice today? And he's like, nah, dude, I already have a gig. That was one that my yeah. guitar instructor told us. See, it's like it's not like I get it, but like as somebody who comes from that world, I'm like, yep, that is accurate. Like, and, it's, and it just it, it brings up trauma. It doesn't like it's not like to people who aren't musicians, they're like, ha, 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 I get it, he was unskilled. To me, I'm like, that is true. That is a traumatic four-hour set for fifty dollars and a pitcher of beer. Yes. Like, and I've played that show so much times. How many communists do does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? It is all of our light bulb! That reminds me of a terrible Zionist joke. I'm gonna skip over it. Uh, why do, uh, why, <laughs> why do you guitar play? Not because you're Jewish, just because it's not funny. Um, <laughs> Got it. Uh, how many guitar players, or why do guitarists, um, a guitar have, player walks have into sex a bar. on their back? Why? Because they can only fuck up. A guitar player and a priest and a rabbi and a frog and a princess and a giraffe and a lion and a dog and a cat and a mouse and a zebra mouse walk into a bar. Bartender left long ago. (laughs) So uh, a B flat and A flat walk into a bar and the bartender says, we don't serve minors here. Hey, uh, do you think, you know the band The Black Keys? Do you think they call themselves that because they like to finger minors? Oh my god. Finally! Finally the right audience that for that is joke. Such, yeah, that is, I am the right. Like, the people out there are like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I wrote that so long ago and I'm like, I'm going to wait for the right audience, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Ugh. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying like mad to like whip up an Alicia Keys joke in my head right now, and I just can't. And like, it, it just comes back to like something set up about Alicia Keys. Blah blah. Her boyfriend's in prison. What do you yeah. get when you throw a drum set off the cliff? But um. How do you, how do you tune a banjo? You throw it off that same cliff. What's the difference between a banjo and a hole in the ground? What? Not everybody can dig a banjo. <laughs> See, I told you I know these stupid music Yeah, jokes. all the stupid music jokes. All the stupid. We're here telling stupid. unoriginal music jokes on a music podcast to comedians. <laughs> Call in if you have a stupid music joke. Uh, 415-550-0511. We're going to have some outdoor so, comedy here in a little bit, but until then, we're going to tell more stale-ass bagel, bagel jokes. Yeah, we got to get the stale-ass bagel street jokes out of the way so we can tell the real jokes later, you know? Yeah. So according to uh, Apple Podcasts, this is a comedy show. <laughs> it's a comedy show? Oh, God. I guess I guess we should be funny. Um, oh, no. Maybe we should uh, tell Here, this will be funny. Let me whip it out here. Excuse here me it is. while I whip it. Is that not hilarious? Okay, I'll put it back. Oh, that's a Blazing Saddle reference. Blazing Saddles, how do you know what they called me in high school? Excuse me while I whip this whip child. I wanted to come up with a snappy follow-up to that, and I was like, everyone sounds mean. I can't make it, <laughs> I can't make it nice. <laughs> I'm like, Saddlecock is the nicest that I think that I got. What do you call a musician that can sing but can't play an instrument? A, uke- a ukulele player. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm surprised the guy from Bush didn't play harmonica. You know, because he was always like, breathe in, breathe out. And that's all you got to do. Oh, yeah, green to red. I'm writing a jokes stoner song. That's how bad things have gotten. I'm so. writing material on the fly. <laughs> it's gotten that bad. We oh, were doing no, we were doing the hierarchy you of can do uh, with the guitar. Yeah. No, we were doing the hierarchy of like campfire instruments like that juice harp is harder than wash tub, <laughs> but wash tub is and wash tub is harder than jug. <laughs> like, we think we think jug might be the, Dude, I think jaw harps are the hardest. They're yeah. actually super difficult if you don't know they're how to do so, them. Like I, it's a I've super hard thing to, to pick up. Like ninety percent of people who pick that up and try to like fuck no, why would you do that? Throw I feel away. the same way about the digital. I'm like, I can't figure these things out. Did you read? I smoke too much for these instruments. Give me some strings. Hey, I, ha- yeah, I have a didgeridoo actually in my backpack. You want to see? Yeah. Wait, no. Don't pull that out. <laughs> I thought he was using a euphemism for his cock. Good thing it wasn't. No, I'm not going to do a Jim Morrison on the radio. Jim Morrison on the radio. Jim's Morrison cock looks so good on the radio. Jim Morrison didn't pull his cock out in Miami. I pulled his cock out in Miami. You and about five others, probably. That's right. At least. That's a low ball number. In the mud, in the rain. Just whipping, just, you know, you jack off, whatever, just like falls into your hand. Guys, you know, guys, girls, whatever. That is a life of a rock star. Yeah. So it's like, so today is both Jimi Hendrix and Bruce Lee's birthday. Happy birthday to Jimi Hendrix and Bruce Lee. So. What's uh, Bruce Lee's order at Burger King? Wapa! Wapa! What does Bruce Lee drink when he's thirsty? Wapa! What does he order at McDonald's? A Big Mac. 
Um, Why can't Jimi Hendrix go to music festivals? Why? Because he's dead. No, that's sad. I was going to say what's Bruce Lee's favorite kind of drink is one-inch punch. <laughs> but that would be... Yeah, tune in, listen to me, do drugs. Uh, what are we smoking? We're playing a game. What are okay, we yeah, smoking? Well, okay, so what is the sound? What is the, if you can call in and tell me what I'm smoking right now, you in a free Mutiny Radio tote bag. Here we go. Salvia. I think it's DMT. Long it was heroin. It That's smell, my heroin bomb. Like, it doesn't smell like DMT. That was my heroin bomb. I didn't even pick up a real bong to do that. That was just my Foley effects from my voice. Well, the audience didn't know that until you said it, Josh. You could pull us all. You know, they say a good magician never reveals the secrets to his tricks, and that is why I am an excellent car mechanic. Okay. We just, like, took over JW's show and talking over the show. It's it's basically just, we just pirated the shit out of the show. I don't even know. You know why? Honestly, you know why? It's because it's cold as shit outside. I want to, like, chain smoke, but it's cold as shit. This reminds me, did you ever see that Jimi Hendrix movie where it's like 40% hardcore, or like softcore pornography? There's a Jim, there's a Jimi Hendrix biopic, and you watch it, and it's kind of like it's informative, and it's neat and stuff, and then like about 20 or 30 minutes into it, there's just like softcore porn. It's just like Jimi banging all these people. Look it up. Are you looking it up, JW? Yeah. He's looking it up. I'm looking up, um, what am I looking up? You're looking up the Jimi Hendrix movie where it's all softcore pornography. I, you know what, I haven't seen that one. That sounds about right, though. I mean, it's worth a watch if you like softcore pornography, not as much if you like Jimi Hendrix. Foxy I wasn't, I wasn't my, my music bone wasn't particularly stimulated. But, uh, Ladyland. a different one. No, it's more recently made. It's like post 2000. It's like it's a Skinamax era kind of Jimi Hendrix movie. I don't know if you can find it out there. Well, you know, people, I'm really disappointed that you're not calling me at 415-550-0511 and telling me either your stale music jokes, impressions you want me to do, or talking about the Jimi Hendrix softcore pornography. Josh, uh, do you know how I get a guitar player to leave me alone? I get pregnant, and then they never talk to me again. Yup, that's true. That song ended at the. I can tell you, I, as a. <laughs> it really did. As a as a baby daddy and guitar player, I can tell you that is factually accurate. <laughs> that's what's uh, raw about my comedy, man. Uh, I talk about real issues. Uh, you know, comedy is saying, "Hey, we're all in this together, man. My problems, your problem." I don't want to be in this together with you, man. Come on, that brings me no comfort. <laughs> We're all in this together, like you said, like, like the guy, the guy who's like on the edge of the bridge, and you're like, we're all in this together, and he's like, oh man, I never thought of it that way, and jumps. <laughs> we're in this together. I'm out. Thank you all for tuning in. We have uh, some outdoor comedy here at six o'clock. We're gonna wind down here with some cool um, music by Sunk. 
um, stay tuned for some, some comedy here.
everyone welcome back to my third episode how quickly are these months flying by i mean it feels like yesterday that i put the second episode out coming up in the show today we have new music from Murta, myself and boxer alpha nine and solar stone which leads us on to the guest artist mini mix so i'm really excited to welcome the lovely Kirian on the show this week I actually met Curian really briefly after her outstanding set at ABGT 350 in Prague last year. And since then, I've just been a huge, huge fan of her music. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier, Earth irony, literally in quiet and quiet at night when the magnetics turn upward and the plants see it. I forgot when they come alive, most and mostly quiet too, and perhaps the chatter maddens them, thought likely it does not, as they are focused downward in these moments, looking at the new life to make from the soil, as are all the plants and other vegetation on the ground. And the early worm, yet to come, gets eaten was a joke my friend said, and that is a pretty instantaneous return to earth for that little creature to work for us again, and it does dot a. And so we're so close to earth in these moments and that is what is needed most and the earth known as and the irony is in fact the iron at our core, so dense that nothing can pass through it and so think to make it doubly so, and yet it's so heated that it moves, and moves with us, and we, perhaps thus move it. So to encourage others to move, and movement is our living in the planet's living, and so as an entity we are the antenna for it, perhaps to just float around and let the other planets know that it's alright for the time, being and being as it is is perhaps an envy of other planets, though likely not as we don't yet have an onomatopoeia for planetary systems, and just how oddly they would talk if they could, as we do, and they must have a lot on their minds. And they may be sad to note that we won't make their surface as alive as we can be, or perhaps we go there already, as systems of push and pull combined with the all of us to notice them, and light travels well as it does, light and dairy. In particular particles of non-particulates, as in Jeezy's easy KT. The radio chimed in. Hugh dialed in a setting and placed it on the table. Ari appears across and they listen for another blip and another. While we're waiting, Q, tell me more about the planet again? You know, the other one. Q fiddled as he never does with his pocket and looked at the horizon for a gentle bit. 
The story continues. After a pause, of which is the interrupt of ourselves to each other for each other or to rectify the current which is now and ironic and then gluonic microtonic just gluconic and all the chemicals which interrupt electrics, the nowity is transformed, stepped down, and directed, as in DC, and currently, those lines are drawn on our earth as person to person, all the while the ionic alternating twist of ground plus the other two unfalter as we are still switching from day to night and night to day all the time, from each side of our planet, and as global globules, our types of types are typed and typecast into characters and then words and sentences to sentences, taped up and played as a loop, loped and seen on this light table and photographed, developed. It a wonder, it's in color, like we dream in full motion without framing, or just to the left or right, dead centered is ne'er a place to be, only to appear to walk as we take in the sidelines as our direction. And it's calm, this time life and the other, but most uh, Check, 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 one, two, check, one, two, testes. Or any matters or facts about it, it's an on-hold bummer, and just thinking about it, for our planet, hence ourselves, is a power suck of the kind to atrophy synapses clogged and not cleared for lack of love, or the temporary displacement of such a creature, as known sometimes for some and always for very even and few though it would and should be all the time, if just, and just a bit more and more, to realize that's all we really are to the planet, how else would it know, us? A postulation of complete and fully totality of love at every non-measured second, which aren't really seconds as it's a continuity of a loop of time, and that time and those times and these times are all the time, and all this time, and time is all of everything, and so. The gaps between these times and those times are the spacings in our brain's memory, as an animal of itself, feeding on patterns and making little nests to visit, and who does the brain visit beside ourselves all the time? To escape a brain leaves a mass of atoms to be held or used or abused by another, and this brings us to psychoactive medication, as not understood by science whatsoever, and thrown into bags and into people's heads so as to appear to function in a normality which does not exist, and never existed except the shared belief that is might, and those thoughts carry on, and to be the same all the time throughout time is normal? What a stunt! and stunted in the actual living going on his hands so protected and so secretive for fear of these patients, though patiently treated and treatable to participate, and with likely, well we provide sometimes without true love, and we do so for the fact that we love, and to provide what is desired, and some people desire to be normal, or desire to be around people who seem to be, that we create that through chemistry at times when we cannot buy our own chemistry, which should be the natural kind and kind. If there was any a medication which has trodden our supply of chemicals it is those that maintain a presence in water, mucking up even an odd electrics when it should barely pass through a distilled or purity of such a combined gassed set of particles, as friends. Water is our first friend, after the electrics of course, and water is so good a friend, that wherever it travels it maintains a body, as it maintains our body, and bodies of, multiplied, and the electrics are for our brains and our hearts, which do not contain water, and the heart is our blood and the brain are our very slight and unsighted boxes of chemicals, in a shop tinker and drive ourselves around as desire, and what is that desire besides and alongside the desire of others, and our planet, again and again and again, the same message, love and be alive, although it's much simpler than that even and not odd at all, 
that is the flip side, the return, when you give back, to ground, and that is our cycle. Precipitously, the water too, cycles, and the skies try and clean our muckery and divide out our messes into minerals, which are then rock, make their own lattices and settle down, and run through the stream beds for the fish to turn all sorts of iridescent colors. Perhaps so they can get laid and perhaps it's so they can be seen by a bear and eaten, fruitfully. And so we're in cities now, which is good, though the ground which helps us travel fast near lets us travel with full effect of our purpose. With a bit of waste and more and more of that as we put the earth on hold, like a cell call that we're barely listening to as we drive to a place we believe will make us happy, or make us a collection of papers and things to make us happy, and they do, and they make us. And it's not by choice, although choice brings us to it, at least once, and once was all that was required for the particular loop of tape to start. And we're still in in this night, and many things could be said about the air, and our conditioned conditioners, and how the water hangs about, or perhaps the fog which sometimes rolls in by the bays who allow themselves to populate with people who desire such a climate. And it is people, through dreamery, at least somewhere, no, that create our weather and here in San Francisco we're known for it, in pictures and pictured, and thought carries us so far, that very truly a visitor who expects fog will get it for that morning they expect it so purely and honestly, we know that is the time, perhaps he should be a weatherman for that instant, unpaid and absolute, but who would believe him and who would we call and how would that change the weather, perhaps it's good that those paid never get it right, and you grinned a bit at Arya. Yes this was coming from the radio, and they just listened for the bits which rolled to a meter, and the tonality of the voice and the tap tap, and key keyed and not too keyed up to deliver a purity, as in our sense and just why did we think that? Sans. I know it must be thinking of something else. Hugh tapped the boxy metal and it carried on. A consciousness, known in vocality is our place to keep a voice which is true by either its gently honesty or its voice so pure and truthful that it cannot be heard or only as an idea, a continuous idea which to say it so is too complex, but honestly it's the truth which moves each electron and in our synapse makes it fire, because that is its choice, option key as it were, the one you have to know about to tap it out on a keyboard, with shortcuts to get you there on demand and faster than anybody else because you know and it provides a continuity to keep and love in continuity, and ever and onward, etc. Dot. 44 lines this time about, and that's half the other in twice the space, as spread and out and about it all the time that this is that and the other are continued in continuations. Coded justly and while to say it is time, is always unevident, it may be quite well to know that a time to cease is never mostly ever a time to stop any form of truth and as known truth doesn't speak, nor make silly contractions to save time, or perhaps it does like that shortcut, shorthand long idea, tap tap machinery in room where what is said is absolute truth, and how else to record it but to say it in the efforts utilized to type up these messages, is and should be by a trained professional who would never work in an environment of untruth, as she or he may falter at the keys, and that would be known, perhaps a special drop in the letter L again, so deft and non-obvious that you need to look at the printed paper to see the discrepancy and pauses in the actual ink on the paper, where truth was misspoke and interrupted a cycle of electricity, as it was carried around and loosened like a string temporarily forgotten. 
it's time to vote soon, and as we should and be participants all the time, the those set aside in buildings to shield their hearts from us, or perhaps they need their hearts to work for each other to make things a better place, and to know is ours and theirs and they are us, and wouldn't it be nice? Well and well politics is a funny beast in this day and every day nation third. our news is certain knows it is in itself and now even unlocked and injected simultaneously and when we look from our past and present we may report in our usual fashion knows to provide all sides, and that has very likely skewed the news from even the B.F. Skinner Day's approach, as advertised, they may say in small print with large images and a characteristically fake able timbre of inflection, and eye contact into a machinery that was designed for looks and to be looked at, direct and directly although it comes in airwaves and not direct as person to person current and currently, current. And they're on the other side of town? Dot. It's a funny time, to be a planet, again and again we may now say to it as discoverable. And making the best out of it is what we do, and do, well, well. And a falter, like the stenograph is noticed in ink on sidewalks, and on walls and buses and although cleared is visible under each layer where it has been seen before, and even painted on with our minds and animated, as in that puddle again with a trapped yeah. avatar, or was she hey, up, she was my light, which to a We're going to get some comedy started in about 10 minutes here on the street. To the Enjoy the dulcet cross. tones of this computer Dot. voice. And... While we truth, get ready, like the random number collector from here, a computer system, the content which is driven off its generator is weighable, and by the creator whose mind may tire of a particular topic, or perhaps it is the listener who tires or cares as much as the author gives to each present and presently electrically observable atomic lattice of creaturity. This has been AquaQ from the Labs of Isle of Man and a continuation of continuity, as it were, and brought to you by the letter L. In a timely piece of time, piece, piecery of the kind that lays down chips. And the you can listen to Radio 11 every Monday from 5 to 6 as this computer now, voice reads you like the coolest, weirdest literature. It's like the craziest computer poetry. I feel like I live in a dystopian world where I want to be constantly swiping right on this lady's voice. And she's not a real person, which makes me love my dildo even more. You know what I'm saying? Like my vibrator has a personality and its name is Radio 11. And time as materials. Tune in. We're going to we start go. some commercials. We'll Perhaps be back with the comedy, comedy in like now and in six minutes. Six After minutes, Q six o'clock, six, six, six. Not Satanists. If I was a Satanist, I'd be more successful. <laughs> of no, I'm just a, a witch. We got live comedy in six minutes. Raft. We're dog friendly, bro. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship. As we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I, I bet, bet my, my peg, peg leg on it. it. Or I ain't scurvy hey, we're doing a live comedy 6 o'clock here. <laughs> Dog friendly. Socially distanced. Wear masks. For safety. As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. 
We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com.